get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games Pretty decisive Blue Bombers win tonight. Welcome inside Game Day After Dark. My name is Darren Bombing. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Winnipeg comes away with a victory tonight. Your final score in front of a sold-out IG field, 45-25. The Bombers improving their record to 13-4. and And the Edmonton Elks finish their season with four victories, 14 losses. So much to get to on the post-game show here. We're going to talk about Oliveira and Dembski. We're going to talk about Zach Kolaris and Drew Brown. We will paint the playoff picture now that everything is signed, sealed, and delivered as far as the six teams in the Canadian Football League going into the 2023 postseason for a shot to play in the 110th Grey Cup on November 19th in Hamilton. We'll talk about Brandon Alexander, who left this game, uh, as well as Nick Dembski, who went to the locker room for a little bit, came back. Uh, I like the way Matt Dunnigan at TSN put it, went to the locker room for some modern medicine. Uh, I want to talk about attendance. It's the hot topic in Winnipeg right now. Obviously, the Jets not getting the attendance that they have through the first, what is it, 13, 14 years uh, here in Winnipeg since the return of 2.0. And the Winnipeg Blue Bombers finishing their regular season schedule at IG Field with four straight sellouts. And it'll probably be another sellout in the playoffs. They will host the West Final on Saturday. Yes, Saturday for the playoffs this year. Saturday, November 11th. It is a 5.30 kickoff. The Jets drop the puck at Canada Life Center downtown at three o'clock with the Dallas stars in town. Will an adjustment be made? If there is one, I would suspect it would be the NHL that would move the jets stars game a little bit earlier. Of course, the stars travel schedule, Winnipeg's travel schedule, all of those things will play into that. Uh, but the East final 3 PM central on November 11th, the Argos will host, um, of course that game, uh, the winner of the Alouettes and Ticats uh, in the semifinal. And then Winnipeg will host the winner of BC and Calgary at IG Field on November 11th, as I mentioned, at 5.30. So some things there, but uh, we'll talk about attendance. John Hodge of Three Down Nation had uh, uh, some interesting uh, looks at the numbers as far as average attendance for 2023. We'll talk about that. Uh, I was really impressed with Adam Big Hill tonight. Of course, he will very likely come away with one of the nods that Schnitzi and I will get into when Schnitzi joins us uh, in, in just a couple minutes. I know he's making his way back from the madhouse as we speak, but Big Hill is going to get mentioned when we get into Walby's Warrior. Probably not be mentioned when we get into Westwood's Wide to the Right, but some other things will. Uh, we will have our bonfire burning point, our happy honker, we'll hand out our game balls I mentioned Drew Brown. I want to talk about him a little bit. Uh, very impressive uh, second season uh, with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Um, you know, second season actually playing uh, a good amount of snaps. Uh, Janarian Grant 
flashed again. Uh, he is going to be a heck of a weapon in the 2023 postseason for the Blue Bombers. And of course, of course, we'll get into uh, some video highlights, including that big smack Adam Big Hill laid, as well as uh, his scoop and score uh, defensive touchdown. We'll look at the stats. Uh, but the thing that really stood out to me, guys, I don't know about you. And here, let me let me pull up the live chat here. Great to see everybody in the live chat. What's going on? I know Friesen was uh, was in there uh, chatting a little bit earlier saying uh, that I'm his reason to live. That's dedication. Of course. Of course, it's your reason to live. Uh, having fun, of course. Uh, uh, Tongue-in-cheek right back, right back at you. Uh, James in the Peg uh, joining us live on YouTube. What's going on, James? What's going on, everybody out there? Uh, loved Biggie goal line stop, says James. Yeah, it, that was really something. And I mean, he's been penalized, Adam Big Hill, uh, a couple times this year in, in jumping over the pile like that. Uh, but he timed it perfectly. Uh, Michael Shea mentioned on the OB postgame show that it was a great stick. I like the way he put that uh, really um, uh, well-described way of, of uh, the way Big Hill uh, stopped uh, Taylor Cornelius on that run. Uh, Reg Dunlop asks, could Dalton Schoen um, be out for the season? Well, he could, but I don't know if he will be. It's an ankle issue. At least that's what it says on the injury report. Uh, Brandon Alexander, as I mentioned, left this game. Uh, Nick Hallett stepped in at safety. He's dealing with a knee. It's been kind of nagging him, I think, for for quite a while. Um, but for Dalton Schoen, like, we, what did you see from the Bombers tonight? They put up 45, okay? And yeah, they, they've scored a lot of points this year against a lot of teams. And you could say, you know, Edmonton's defense isn't in that same kind of conversation. You know, Brady, Dembski, uh, Kenny Lawler, just doing Kenny Lawler things. Of course, Zach Kolaris dealing as he always does. That's the other thing we're going to get into, too. We will also get into uh, the Blue Bombers team awards. Walby and I talked about it on Game Day Winnipeg, the pregame show. If you haven't checked that out, go head over there a little bit later. Um, and, uh, you know, I reveal my ballot for the first round of voting. That is uh, four media voters and the head coach here in Winnipeg. We all pick uh, those CFL award nominees from the Blue Bombers. They then go off to division. That'll be next week. Uh, and then it goes to um, final voting and all-star voting on a league-wide level. And that's, of course, who will uh, go up on stage at, uh, well, I think they're in Niagara Falls. Just down the road, about an hour away from Hamilton, uh, the CFL Awards hosted by Kate Burness at TSN. Once again, did a, does a great job always. She will be back and uh, we'll see, uh, you know, MOP, most outstanding Canadian, uh, most outstanding offensive lineman, most outstanding defensive player, special teams, of course, most outstanding rookies. It's going to be interesting, but there'll, there'll be a handful of bombers uh, vying for those awards. And uh, I definitely want to get Schnitzi's take on uh, a couple things as well. Um, I don't know about you guys. You want to look at the stats? I think first things first. What I think we should do. Here, I just want to make sure I can pull it up here. There it is. This is your 2023 Grey Cup playoffs bracket. BC Lions and Calgary Stampeders, who played last night, by the way, 
That was BC's regular season finale. Their regular season is done. They have a bye in week 21. Winnipeg travels to Calgary next week to wrap up the regular season. I expect a lot less starters or definitely less playing time for the starters in Calgary. Of course, Winnipeg will keep their cards close to the vest. We won't know much until the depth chart comes out. Uh, we'll fire up the pregame show uh, ahead of that one the day before, as we always do. Chris Welby will join me, and you can, of course, catch that on demand anytime on YouTube or Facebook uh, and on your podcast app as well. But the Stampeders really kind of put a beating on the BC Lions last night uh, in Vancouver, and it changed things. That win and uh, Saskatchewan's loss a little bit earlier today to the Toronto Argonauts uh, leaves Calgary as uh, that third place team in the West. No crossover this year. Calgary will travel to Vancouver once again for a playoff game and like they did last year and like they did last night, Stamps and Lions, uh, very different makeup of these teams, of course, uh, in particular at quarterback between these two. No Bo Levi on the bench to come off the bench and replace Jake Mayer like he did in the West semifinal last year. I was at that game. Uh, it was really, um, you know, Nathan Rourke took a little bit of time to, to warm up, but, uh, once he got click clipping, uh, he, he was very good despite the injury. Of course, he had that broken bone, uh, in his foot. So the winner of BC and Calgary will come to Winnipeg this game, of course, November 11th, Montreal in Hamilton or pardon me, Hamilton in Montreal rather, uh, to face the Alouettes in the East semifinal that winner will face Toronto in the uh, East final. Of course, the 110th Grey Cup will be on Sunday, as always. By the way, Saturday games for the semifinals, Saturday games for the division finals, Sunday, traditional Sunday for the 110th Grey Cup in Hamilton. Uh, and some people have been asking too, uh, you know, why Hamilton again, they had the Grey Cup in 2021. Well, they gave it back to Hamilton because 2021 was a, a really pandemic restricted year. So uh, they, they weren't able to get that full economic impact of it. Uh, I liked the decision to go back to Hamilton. It was a long time since they had it before. They got a beautiful new stadium now uh, and, uh, you know, great infrastructure in place for the championship week. Uh, and weekend and game, of course. Um, so they're, they're going back there again. Oh, look at that. Schnitzy's not there. Sorry, guys. There you go. We'll get Schnitzy soon. I think he's texting me on his way. So hang tight. Oh man. How about that? It's like, were your ears burning, buddy? What's going on? Like the moment I say, oh yeah, Schnitzy will be by soon. He's texting me. Boom. There he is. How you doing, buddy? What's going on? How'd you enjoy the game? Oh, it was good. It was all good, buddy. Sellout crowd for a late October night. Fourth straight. And not a playoff kidding? game, late October. How was the weather? How was the crowd? The crowd was great. The crowd was really into it. I mean, I wouldn't say they were quite as loud as other sellouts I've heard, DB, but mm -hmm. uh, they were good. They were into it. They were doing the wave which was too early to do the wave, but whatever. The game didn't matter. Uh, they were doing Sweet Caroline. So there was, uh, yeah, the crowd was good. That's good. That's good. Uh, really, I've been talking about uh, the playoff picture 
been talking about the 110th Grey Cup uh, back in Hamilton. Uh, Winnipeg, of course, will play the winner of Calgary and BC, who played last night, but they will meet in the uh, the West semifinal. Uh, and then, of course, Hamilton and Montreal will tangle for a right to go to Toronto for the East final. Um, but let's get into what we saw in this game, uh, a 45-25 win for the Blue Bombers. They finished their regular season 8 and one at home. The Madhouse on Matheson is a legit juggernaut of a stadium for opposing teams to come into. Uh, of course, that one loss was that surprising one to the BC Lions uh, back right. in week three, uh, which yeah. was a tough pill to swallow at the time. But Winnipeg played uh, very good football this season. Uh, it amazes me that a three loss football team uh, who clinches the division in a good division. A good division, they clinch it with two full games to play, and they, you know, people still kind of saying like, well, this team's not as good as they were last year. The defense isn't as good or like, are you kidding me? This is, this is a very, very good team. I think because somebody else is maybe atop the power rankings or, or maybe someone else, the Toronto Argonauts, of course are thought of as the best team in the league that suddenly like a little bit of anxiety creeps in to a fan base that expects dominance as Winnipeg has been up until, of course, the, the Grey Cup uh, one year ago. Um, but what did you see on the field tonight in a game that while, Zach, of course, there was nothing to be gained or lost for Winnipeg uh, or Edmonton, for that matter, as far as the standings and, and things in 2023, I saw a team that was incredibly engaged, came to play. We saw a lot of Kolaris and, and uh, Oliveira and, and the, the, the ones. Oh, totally. I thought they were extremely engaged and they were dialed in. They were hitting hard. They were covering hard. They were, they were scoring hard. It was, uh, it was a, it was a sight to behold. Actually. I was really impressed with how uh, intense they came out. Um, Oh, don't remind us of that Calgary team. Oh, Jerry Reg Dunlop. Calgary won the cup in 2001 with an 8-10 and 10 record. Yeah, and that eighth um, win came in their regular season finale in Winnipeg. In Winnipeg, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I thought I thought the team was really dialed in, Darren, for a game that didn't really mean anything. But I, I liked it because, you know, in the past couple of years, we've sort of, we've gone on, we've, hey, Andrea, we, we, we've gone, uh, Andrea, sorry, we've gone into the playoffs sort of, arrested and um maybe not as sharp as we needed to be i'm glad that uh they they were playing for something tonight and i think that will uh, i think that will fare them well in the playoffs yep i i absolutely agree because uh this team's like the, the way i've described them a couple times in the past is the screws are tight the screws are really, really tight on this team. They like okay, injuries happen and you don't play your best football, but they are engaged. Engaged is the word I wrote down in my notes watching. Uh, you know, uh, TSN even highlighted it when Drew Brown came in, who, by the way, <laughs> what is it? Eight touchdowns, no interceptions this season, seven touchdowns. Ed Tate had it uh, on on his dude. And count. he was he was seven for seven. He, he had 100 percent completion percentage tonight. Yeah. Yeah, he for, for what was uh, well, it? Can, two touchdowns. That's right, and he went uh, five for five for fifty-five yards and a sixty-four-yard scoring drive in his you know steps onto the field, and that's what he does. Uh, despite that, you listen to Mike O'Shea after the game, and and you know 
you have to kind of uh, read between the lines a little bit with the head coach. But my take on his comments were that he was not happy with the offense, was not happy uh, with some of the mistakes that they made. I don't, I'm sure you didn't catch it, uh, you know, being at the stadium, Zach, but, but watching the broadcast of an early incompletion from Zach Kolaris to Greg McRae and the camera goes to Kolaris on a, on a close up, and he's screaming, he's pissed. He's like, oh, what are you, you know, like angry because that's well, him, the level of expectation of yeah. this team. You don't make mistakes. He and McCray did not seem to be on the same page. And I assume that's more McCray than Kolaris, just looking at their pedigree and their history of, of, you know, relative success. Well, yeah, he, he hasn't played a lot this year. Right. Greg yeah. McCray has kind of been on the outside looking in. I think Greg McCray's versatility uh, was a reason why he won out uh, that uh, practice roster spot. And Carlton Agadosi, um, you know, was was on the outside looking in truly uh, now yeah. a member of, of the Toronto Argonauts. Um, but uh, that's that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. I, I think Winnipeg has a spoil of riches at receiver. And, you know, it starts with Kenny Lawler and Dalton Schoen. And then you have Nick Dembski, who in his ninth CFL season, okay? Looks like I just walked into the sun. Sorry, Darren. Oh, man. My daughter came downstairs and turned off the lights. Hold on a second. (laughs) Hang on. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. I'll turn your brightness here. I can can do that. Yeah. She turned off the lights in the rest of the basement. And then uh, now I look like uh, I I I walked too close to the sun. No, you look great. You look great. Are you sure? I can turn on the lights. But th- think about this though. Kenny Lawler and Dalton Schoen, and then Nick Dembski in his in his ninth CFL season. He's the third most, you know, he's number three. If you had to go one, two, three amongst these receivers, I think that's a fair argument. But I mean it's one A, one B, one C with those three. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Rashid Bailey has a huge game tonight with with two touchdowns and how Rashid. good he is. Wasn't you know, that nice to see, buddy? It is. It kind is. of an unsung hero who you know, took a pay cut. He was, I heard a little bit of, of him on the post game. You know, such a passionate guy. Takes a pay cut, gets a couple of touchdowns. There's the man. Uh, there's, there's the man. man from West Winnipeg, Oak Park High School, Nick Dembski. Uh, he will be 30 a couple weeks, uh, maybe three weeks after the Grey Cup. Okay. University of Manitoba product fourth overall pick of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders back in 2015. He then plays his first season in uh, 2016. Am I getting that right? Maybe it was 2016. Either way, these are his, these are his receiving yards. Okay. It wasn't utilized a lot. Uh, 37 catches, 19 catches, you know, uh, and missed half a season uh, in 2017. First couple years in Winnipeg, He's healthy. He's playing, but not utilized a ton. He was, you know, uh, just, just not that, that, uh, you know, heavy target. Winnipeg also ran the ball like crazy in those years. Um, and, uh, kind of played the, the check down game, but here is a 12 game season in 2021 and a 13 game season in 2022, where he had roughly 700, 800 yards receiving. If he had been healthy, he would have hit those marks. I'll be honest, there was a couple uh, 50, 70 yard shots deep downfield in 2022 that just either slipped through his fingers or he was taken down from behind. He could have 
been pretty close to a thousand, just playing 13 games in 2022. This year, he only misses um, one game. They've played 16 of, well, this was going into tonight. Here, maybe I'll uh, I'll do a refresh. We'll see if it uh, we'll see if it updates. No, not yet. Uh, so he has played now 17 games and has over a thousand yards receiving. He missed one game this year for the birth of his daughter, his first daughter. So Nick Dembski uh, has, I, I tweeted during the game, Zach, like a fine whiskey in a cask. It just gets better every year. It's there. And Nick Dembski, you know, really focused on health this year, wanted to play a full season, did, fingers crossed, moving moving forward, of course, uh, for all these guys. Um, but the reality is this is a legit superstar that I think a lot of people have been sleeping on for a long time just because those 650, 770 receiving yard numbers don't pop off the page. And it's because he only played two thirds of the season those years. Yeah, no, it was it was great. I wish it had um, updated for you there on the screen, but yeah, so happy to see Dembski break the thousand yard mark tonight. Awesome. And then you had that great uh, round of applause for him and Brady Oliveira for the first time ever. Two Canadians on the same team break a thousand yards. Yeah crazy from from the same freaking high school yeah listen if you let me just say this if you're tuned into the jets game right now turn it off this is the team that you should be (laughs) this is the team that you should be cheering for right now i'm sorry you can watch both i'm sure a lot of people are watching both watch maybe what yeah sure i've got it i've got it on right here i've got it on right beside me well and how are the jets doing right now uh, they're getting out shots 17 to six and they uh-huh. were down two nothing. They got one back. Um, so they're down two one. There's about a minute left in the first period. So, uh, yeah. stick with us because it's going intermission and, uh, I don't know. Connor Hellbuck might get a mercy pull, a mercy pull. Yeah. They're probably going to lose. They, they just, I watched them. They don't have, they don't have the heart like the bombers. Well, I mean, the bombers have so look, much heart. They're look, a look, winning look, look. team. I, I hear you, man, but it, it, it's I, I unfair like it. to compare a team that is going to be discussed as an all-time team. Yeah, they are a hockey be an team. That, That's what I'm saying. Watch the Bombers. Well, yeah, no, for sure. I, I just don't bombers. think I don't think you can say the Jets don't have the heart of the Bombers. I don't think that's fair. A fair. I don't see assessment it. I don't to me. See that? I don't see the. I don't see the passion. What mm, they look, I will say one thing on hockey and then we'll move on. Okay. (laughs) I see a Winnipeg Jets team that got goalied in Calgary, got beat against LA, got goalied in their second game. Why, why am I blanking on that? Oh yeah. The Knights? Florida. Oh, Florida. They beat Florida. They beat Florida. Yeah, and then they definitely got goalied by Logan Thompson with Vegas. Definitely. And I don't hate their game. I think they have a good system in place. I think they are playing the right way. Mark Shifley looks like he's... Back-checking. Busting his ass. (laughs) And 
I don't think you can judge the Jets on a one in three record. Now they have to go into Cal or to, to Edmonton tonight and play a team that has been absolutely crap this year. Everybody expected them. People are picking them to win the Stanley Cup, win the West, win the Pacific Division. Edmonton's a favorite this year as a Stanley Cup contender. And they've been garbage to start the year. And you have to believe they're going to come into a game tonight and play their tail off. And they are so far definitely winning the first period uh, against the Jets, uh, leading 2-1 and, and out shooting them by a heavy margin as well. Dude, you should do a hockey show. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. You, you talk a good game. You spin a good yarn. You shoot a good puck. <laughs> I watch Just the games. I write for. Pass. I write for. I, I got to write stories for NHL.com. Right? I know so, you know your hockey. Just a saucer pass down the street from. That's right. From Darren. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Like last week, I'm I'm writing about Alec Martinez making his uh, his season debut in Winnipeg. Right. So I understand Jets fans maybe not so interested in in those things, but that's our job as independent correspondents for NHL.com is we got to write about the news not just uh the home team uh same with well, my game there, stories there's a reason right the they don't employ me that's for sure yeah I, yeah I, I wouldn't be, you'd be telling I'd be them like to, oh don't even watch these guys these bums don't even bother you know who wasn't a bum tonight who, who i think has been getting a little bit of flack this season and i would say unfairly i'm pulling this up here i think people are gonna like this okay this dude balls out oh buddy that was the pl- that was one of the plays of the game uh that was just a thing of beauty oh I he has been that. penalized for that hit uh, or that that sort of play this year he has been uh penalized for um spearing and, and going helmet to helmet but he timed it perfectly yeah he is so good at plays like that adam big hill deserves to play pro football i would say as much if not more than every other player on the field so for those out there that rag on big hill oh he's you know he, he he's lost his speed he can't do this he can't do that he needs to retire time time to hang up hang up the cleats you, you you've hung on a year too long wake up watch this man he makes things happen and i i, I just don't get people who see a player make a mistake in a game or miss a tackle or be out of position like once, twice and be like, Oh yeah, they're done. This guy's going to be in the hall of fame. And you're, you're calling him out on a, you know, a couple plays and saying he's done. Wake up. Well, and you know, the touchdown he had, yes, the ball sailed right into his hands, but he ran, you know, he had to run all the way to the end zone. It was like about 25, 30 yards there. And like the guy still has legs. He has mm-hmm. wheels on him. Yep. Yep. Big boy that? wheels. Biggie wheels. You want to see it? Let's see it. Let's see Let, it. Let's look at that uh, touchdown for Adam Big Hill tonight. There's Trey Ford rolling out to the right. Jackson Jeffcoat just getting to the quarterback as he always does. That face mask Jeffcoat took tonight, not on that play, but on a, a later play. Um, I, I don't think it was his fault. I think that's more uh, just uh, kind of a crap. It happens. Um Either way, flagged, but uh, this one here, getting to the quarterback, like pick your poison. You want Jeffcoat, you want Jefferson. Uh, you know, Walby and I talked about uh, my award ballots. Uh, my ballot is due tomorrow, but I, I sent it in early because I'm a, I'm a good student. I'm a good student of the game. Nice, nice, uh, nice. <laughs> but uh, sent it in early. And, and like defensive, most outstanding defensive player for Winnipeg is one I really 
uh, struggled with, you know, um, uh, you know, really pulled in, in a couple directions. Um, and then of course, MOP, uh, was a, was a really tough one. Who's your MOP of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in 23? Oh man. Are you seriously asking me that question? I'm not just right putting now. you on the spot, but I'm going to highlight you on the screen. Oh, just like God. this. You like that? You could you could see my wrinkles now, and uh, no, those are way, those are fan lines, man. Those are cheering lines. By the way, I want to I want to do a shout out to all the fans who I ran into today who gave me a hug and just asked how I was doing. Just because I had posted a bunch of stuff on the Middle East, you know, being Jewish, it's hard to see what's going on. So I appreciate all of you guys who gave me a hug or just gave me a tap on the shoulder. It's much appreciated. Now you were asking about who the Bombers MOP is. Mm-hmm. I, I think I got to give it to Brady. Okay, I, I know that the quarterback is the most difficult and important position in sports, and that's Zach Kolaris. And 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 that you know, pretty much Kolaris's stats are are identical to last year. Maybe he has a few more turnovers, Darren. I think if you go interceptions, fumbles, he's he's at the same mark. So he's he he won the MOP last year, mm-hmm. and and you know so he's he's at the same clip as as he was last year. He won the MOP last year, so why shouldn't you pick Kolaris? I don't know. I just think how many yards does Brady have now? Like over fifteen hundred. Yep, second greatest rushing season by a Canadian tailback in CFL history. Second only to John Cornish, John Cornish. who won most outstanding Canadian and most outstanding player um, uh, in, in a year where he had 1800 rushing yards. The, the guy was out of his mind. He he was playing all world hall of fame level football. Brady Oliveira is in his third real season. I know. Okay. Hits a thousand yards on the final play last year. And this year he hits a thousand yards with half a season to play at least. And, uh, you know, hits 1500 and, uh, you know, has, has a whole bunch through the air as well. Um, I too voted for Brady and it was very, very difficult. You voted for Brady. I did. What, uh, what made you vote for Brady versus Zach? So while Zach's numbers are very similar to last year, uh, and I also, the, the, the thing I really struggled with more so than looking at Kolaris's MOP year last year versus this year and, and the numbers being similar, the thing I really, really struggled with was, um, based on a couple conversations I've had, um, people around the team, people, people outside the team as well, um, is Kolaris has won two straight, right? And there will be some voter fatigue and that sort of thing. It wasn't voter fatigue that that sunk in with me. It was awareness of that voter fatigue and trying to counter it with enough feeling that he is the most outstanding player on the team versus a tailback that is having a all-time season. And I talked about this with, with Walby on the pregame. If it was MVP most valuable player, I would go with the quarterback. Absolutely. But it's most outstanding player. And I mean, the O-line helps Brady. The O-line helps the quarterback. Uh, 
receivers help the quarterback, um, you know, and, and the receivers help the running back as well. Uh, it is a team sport, but when I laid it all out and I thought real hard on it, I, I just couldn't not pick Brady Oliveira. I feel he had the more outstanding season and that's not outstanding compared to Zach Kolaris's 2023 comparative to his 2022, 2021 MOP years, but just in 2023, it's a 2023 award. I feel Brady Oliveira was more outstanding. Uh, and I really wrestled with it. I really, really did. And uh, I hope I made the right choice. Uh, of course, there's three other media voters here in Winnipeg, plus the head coach. And um, then all of those team nominees will go up against uh, each other in the West. Um, it'll probably be Vernon Adams Jr., I'm guessing, with BC. Maybe Matthew Betts. I think he'll be MOC for sure. But I don't see a most outstanding player coming out of Calgary or Saskatchewan or Edmonton. So do you think, do you, so will, will the Bombers have, let's say, uh, let's say the, the, the media members and the coach agrees with you, Darren, and they pick Oliver for the most outstanding player. Will he also be, you think, the candidate for the MOC? Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, I don't think you... I mean, if you're if you're the MOP, why wouldn't you be the MOC? Well, that's, that's what I'm a, thinking. Or do, do you go Dembski because you want to give it? No. You want to give him some love? No, I think Brady Oliveira, regardless of of passport, is the most outstanding player. Is he the most outstanding Canadian? Well, yes, he's the most outstanding player. Period. Um. So yeah, I I gave him MOC, and and that was you know, it, it kind of sucks that like the year that Nick Dembski is healthy and so good. Um, everything kind of comes together for him. Uh, everything kind of came together for him in his personal life too, you know, like having his, uh, you know, the birth of his daughter, first child and, and all that stuff. Um, taking on that leadership role in a second year now with, with Andrew Harris moved on, you know, it's, it's really Nick's, um, you know, he puts a lot of that leadership on his, on his back. Um, it's almost a shame that his big year came when Brady just like exploded and, uh, I feel for him there, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's Brady Oliveira's world and we're all living in it right now. That's how I feel. <laughs> and you just got to love the way it's, it's also the way he does it. Just the aesthetic of what Brady does on the field, just the way that he bulldozes guys, mm -hmm. lowers his pad level, gets that extra yard or three or four or five. Yeah. Like he is just an, a manimal. He is a manimal. And then, and then he's got that uh, head slap he does. Just a trade. He's developing a trademark here. The mm. Brady Oliver head slap. His first first down, I got, up out, I got up out of my seat. I was clapping and I started doing the head slap too. I'm like, yes, yes, it's contagious. I really liked. Uh, Early here, just a little cross motion. This celebration. the defense a little bit and Brady just. Ball early here. Kisses. <laughs> Just a little kisses. cross motion. I love that. Look at that. Great celebration from Brady Oliver yeah. on his first touchdown. And uh, I'll find his second one, uh, second one too. But like that was the Red Sea parted. Uh, and and Oliver oh, was yeah. able to, to trot in. But, uh, you know, Dakota Prukop showing, you know, it's to me, I found it really interesting that we saw a lot of Dakota Prukop today. Interesting in the sense that, you know, Winnipeg's kind of showing that. Um, you know, deeper page of the playbook. Um, 
I don't think they're doing anything too different than they have earlier this year with, with Pru Cop. So maybe it's not as big of a deal as I, I maybe presume it to be. Um, and it actually does make sense now that I think about it, because you want less Zach Kolaris on the field. So you put in more Pru Cop and then in came Drew Brown, of course, late and uh, the rest is history. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, it'll be very interesting to see if Brady Oliveira comes out of Winnipeg as the MOP. Because, well, you, you know, I know I know two other voters that could easily pick Kolaris. So it'll come down to, I, it could very easily be a split decision. It'll be tough. Well, and Osh, Osh, I believe on the post game, even said he'd pick Kolaris. Yeah. It came up. Yeah, it came up a couple of weeks ago. What, this post game? No, no, no not <laughs> this. Yeah, you should get the coach on here. Right, yes, of course. I'd no, have some questions uh, for him yeah i'd have some questions but yeah yeah i think he would i think he would pick uh Kolaris. so it'll be interesting it's too bad i mean what do you i know we don't maybe don't want to get too much into this but like isn't it kind of crappy that each team only has one choice each yes it's not a great system uh i agree i agree because you could have a defensive player with you know 120 tackles and a quarterback that throws for 5,000 and uh, you can only nominate one of them. Yeah. I think that's, that's tough. Um, yeah. It's like all-star games, right? It's like, Oh, who's representing the jets? Oh, it's, it's Buffalo this year. Oh no. Now it's Wheeler. Oh, Shifley. Okay. It's gotta be one guy. That's a game. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know if they care. It's mid season. It's not even the full season. These are awards. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's to combat market bias. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I don't, I don't particularly like it. I'm looking forward to going to the gray cup and being in the football reporters of Canada hospitality suite, uh, as we kind of, uh, you know, gather there collectively the media, uh, and some special guests once in a while, um, and discuss some of these, real pressing questions uh, over a cold one uh, in the late nights of, of the gray cup week. I'm looking forward to that. Or two cold ones or three. Yeah. In the first or hour. Four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's probably Danny Austin and you guys, you oh, no, 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 no names, no names. What happens shotgunning. in the FRC suite stays in the FRC suite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've heard some rumors, but I've heard uh, some rumors. <laughs> no, Taking no, some shots oh, no. off someone's bare stomach, like Those that are, kind of stuff. No, what? No, no. <laughs> Those aren't just there. There aren't stories. There's legends. Those legends are made. Mm -hmm. Nice hat, by the way, buddy. Hey, you like that? That's a beauty. I Shiny. made this one. I made this hat. Did you? I did, and people want it. Uh, I think I, well, one per, one person <laughs> one person mentioned. Oh, there's yeah, Rempel. Rempel's one of one of the uh, the crew that are are going um, uh, in on the hats. Uh, somebody mentioned like if Schnitzi has a new hat, we're gonna riot. <laughs> you know, like no, I'm it, still it, wearing my OG hat. I, I don't have a new fancy one like one. DB there with the new logo. Yeah. Uh, Mandy Moore logo. fan 21, who, uh, definitely, uh, gets at me in the comments. What's going on? Uh, MM fan, uh, 
don't the Bombers don't talk contracts midseason. What, what do you think about Kyle Walters um, entering the final year of his his contract, final month of his contract? Yeah, I think something's going on there, buddy. I'll, I'll, I think something's going on there. I don't I don't know what, but I think I think it has something to do with the coaches and uh, operations cap. I I think that they they want McManus or Gavaya. And they'll probably be cheaper. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I think there's just something in the water. It's just a gut feeling I've got, buddy. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I shared on uh, on the pregame as well with Walby. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Winnipeg is moving on, and you know, I, I've uh, I've worked, you know arm's length, but close, uh, in a media sense, arm's length in a real sense, uh, you know, uh, with Kyle Walters and, and the Bombers organization for a long time, long, long time. Uh, great guy and fantastic general manager, his ability to draft his ability to manage contracts and the salary cap and, and all those things, his ability to pull off some incredible trades Remember the TJ Heath Drew Willie trade? That was a monster, right? Do you remember the um it was it was Kyle Walters, I think, who traded Buck Pierce in 2013. Oh, yeah, that would have been Walters. Yeah. Wow. Or like what was it? Akeem Foster, Canadian yeah. receiver. Akeem Foster, I mean, good memory. Yeah. So, but why though? Why would they move on from Walters if he's that good? Money? No, I, I think I th- I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because, uh, you know, you have Ted Gavaya and Danny McManus and Kyle Walters and you have to make a decision um, and they're ready to, you know, hand the reins to Ted Gavaya and make him a GM. Uh, I think that's a long time coming. For Ted Gavai, he was an AGM with uh, the Toronto Argonauts prior to joining Winnipeg. He has found so many uh, outstanding athletes. So too has Danny McManus, uh, you know, covering the southern part of the United States, the southeast, especially Florida, Bama, the Carolinas, uh, Georgia, etc. Um, but I, I don't know if it's about Kyle Walters as much as it's about the organization and the, and the direction they want to go. I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers. It's just educated guesses. <laughs> really? Well, you know, maybe, yeah, it's like they don't, they don't want to lose Gavaya because they figure Gavaya might be going to, you know, they'd rather have Gavaya than Gavaya run on them. Right. Leave town. Because yep. people are going to try and pick him up. Well, I, I mean, if you think about it. There, there, there's not a lot of teams that are going to have openings, but let's say six teams in the CFL had GM openings this offseason. Not that that would ever happen. I think that would be a pretty crazy year, but say there were six teams, Kyle would be able to choose which team he wants to go to. Each of those six teams would want Kyle Walters. No brainer. Yeah. But BC, Calgary, Edmonton, they're not making changes. Saskatchewan is. I think that's where he'll be. Uh, Montreal is going to stay with Danny Machocha. Um, Ottawa's in year two or year three of, um, is it Sean Sean Burke? Burke. Yeah, they Uh, won't move on from him yet. No, Hamilton. 
I don't, I don't see it either. Uh, Toronto pinball signed an extension. What? Like a month ago, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Maybe only two weeks ago. Although he's kind of like their nominal GM. I don't think, I don't think he does like the nitty gritty stuff. Yeah. I think he's the head executive though. I think he's the final decision. Um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, just, just seeing the comment here from, from comment. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. I, I think this is going to dominate a lot of, uh, uh, things. Uh, did I get a cricket? No, I didn't get a cricket. That's, that's enamel. I think enamel. A pop- What's a cricket? Know. Is that like for it's like one of those paper cutters, those laser paper cutter thing? Yeah. So no, yeah. Not, not, not paper. Uh, anyway, um, e- either way, I think he'll be the GM of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. You do, what does eh? that mean? What does that mean? Five years down the road? How great, how much better was tonight? Given the fact that the riders got eliminated. I mean, maybe not for media, but for fans. Oh my for god! Fans, yeah, and and Bob McGregor, the the PA announcer, made a special effort to mention that the writers had been eliminated uh, when they were when they were hyping uh, Western final tickets. That was just a beauty. It was a beauty. You should have heard the fans; they were so excited. Poor writers. Oh, yeah, that writers. that whole regime of O'Day and and Dickinson, they're done. Craig hey? Reynolds, yeah. And Craig Reynolds. Well, they're pres- he's their president. And yeah. it's Reynolds who, you know, hires everybody. Uh, Jeremy O'Day has only hired one coach. Um, And again, I want to be clear. I don't have any inside knowledge on any of this. I might be in the media, but I'm not breaking, breaking news on this. Okay. I, do, I don't have inside. It's just my gut. It's just my speculation purely. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I mean Saskatchewan. What they go? They finished the regular season zero and seven the last two years. Yeah, like brutal. that's incredible. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, hit hit I, the live I, chat, everybody, I, or or if you're watching afterwards, hit the comments. I want to know where you, what you think will happen uh, with the Blue Bombers uh, general manager as we uh, now look towards the postseason. Um, let Let's get into the game, Zach. You know. We, we oh yeah, the game, game we're supposed to talk about, right? That's that's right. That's right. Not this hockey game either. <laughs> um let's Walby's Warrior. Let, let's get right into it. Uh who went to battle tonight? You know what, buddy? I gotta give my Walby's Warrior to a guy that doesn't get enough love. He doesn't get the sexy stats, but he did tonight. He had he was three for three, three catches. On three targets for 24 yards and two tutties. Two touchdowns. Rasheed Bailey. Oh, you like Bailey Heart tonight? Heart and soul guy. Yeah, yeah, he's my warrior. He's a guy that fights in the trenches, fights for those extra yards, fights for his brother to get the extra yard. And he brought it tonight. He gets he gets rewarded with a couple of touchdowns. Uh, that, that one, especially the last one he had from Drew Brown, uh, looked like he was kind of falling down in the cor- mm. back corner of the end zone and he grabs it. I just loved it. I loved it. I mean, I was going to give my warrior to Biggie because of that hit on Cornelius mm. uh, and the touchdown, but I I feel like, you know, Bailey doesn't get enough love. So yeah, I, I waiters, think- waiters agrees. So too does Sasha. Yeah. Uh, love it when uh, people hit the live chat and the comments with their uh, pick for Walby's warrior. 
Hit it right now, everybody. Uh, and hit that thumbs up while you're there, too. Yeah, so so Biggie would be my honorable mention, but yeah, I got to give it to Bailey. So my Walby Warrior tonight is this guy. Nick Dembski gets nicked up. Pardon the pun. Yes, he did. But he still catches everything thrown his way, comes back and catches uh, a shovel from Zach Kolaris to eclipse a thousand yards on the season. Uh, only had 27 yards, but he didn't, he only needed a few to get that thousand. And I think also it's not just getting the thousand, but it's getting the 1000 at home, mm-hmm. right? It's not doing it in Calgary. He's doing it where he, on the same turf, the actual same surface, he played college football for the university of Manitoba Bisons. Yeah, that is cool. so cool. He won a high school championship on that field, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Did he? Yeah. So that's so cool. For Nick Dembski uh to to you know go from you know 19 years old, 18, 19 years old to now 29 years old, winning championships with Oak Park and um, you know, uh, playing uh college for for the Bisons 10 years later, and uh, you know, uh, just not an up and down career in any way, shape or form, but just trying to get to that promised land and winning championships and all that is great. But he wanted that one K every receiver wants to hit a thousand yards receiving. It, it's a special touchstone. It's a special milestone. Um, so f- to do it at home um, and, you know, go get some, as uh, I mentioned it before you came, uh, uh, Matt Dunnigan on the TSM broadcast saying he went to the locker room to get some modern medicine. I like that. Uh, Dembski, uh, he's my Walby's warrior tonight. You got a Westwood Y to the right? Something that uh, kind of pissed you off? Uh, I didn't like that kick return touchdown, buddy. The You know, the, the last time Edmonton had a kick return or punt return touchdown, I don't even know. But it, it, it's been years. Years. Mm-hmm. And to allow one tonight, uh, I know it didn't really affect the game, but I'm tired of seeing our cover team struggle. And it's going to bite them hard. If they don't clean it up, it's going to bite them hard. Uh, in a close game, in a playoff game. Probably in the Grey Cup. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's cynical you. There's cynical you. Right? Yeah, I'm. uh, What's going on? How'd you get? I don't know what happened to my face. I thought you fixed it. I did. Man, we gotta get you a new webcam. You are just blown out. No, it's my daughter. She was down here, and she. uh, Here, I got a trick for you. I got a trick for you. Do this. No, no, no! Right up to the screen. Make it go black with your hand. Okay. Now come back. Oh God, still ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, okay, all right. I've been to I've been to your basement enough times troubleshooting tech that uh, we're we're at this point where it's just like yeah, that's the way it is. <laughs> no, it's no, it's because my daughter turned out the lights on the other side of the basement. No, I know, so I know, I'm too I bright. Know, it's my daughter's fault. She's eight. Oh, she can, you're gonna put it on. She's her, old right? enough to take take fault, don't you think? I I guess. I guess Ludacris Fox just got home from the game. How did you beat Ludacris Fox I don't so know. much? I, I uh, I did wolf down. I did wolf down my cheeseburger. So I was, I was full of energy. I hope that's not a euphemism. 
Um, I don't know if I have a, uh, I don't know if I have a, uh, Westwood wide to the right tonight. Yep. All right. Yep. Uh, bonfire burning point. You know what? I thought it was the biggie touchdown. We go up 14, nothing. I just had the sense that the game was over. Like, like I didn't, the Edmonton Elks, the 20, 23 Edmonton Elks are not coming back from 14 down against, against the, the Grey Cup champs in two of the last three years. Mm-hmm. A team that's 12 and four yeah, against a team that was four and 13. It just wasn't going to happen for, I just, yeah, for me, that was the burning point. Uh, Jeff Coat knocks the ball out. Biggie scoops it up right into his open arms. I thought the game was pretty much over. Yeah. And it was. I mean, Edmonton uh, made a game of it. They got a touchdown, but <laughs> they got a touchdown after what, like a 90 yard Manny Arsenal? Like, Arsenal, I didn't oh, even know he could run that fast anymore, and he could barely running. run that fast. Got him that was running. astonishing. Yeah, that was something. Um, and Manny's such a Manny is such a great dude. Uh, you know, chatted with him a few times through the years and, uh, he's, he's as genuine as he was on the broadcast. there talking to, uh, to John Lou. So, um, yeah, good, good, good for Manny for, for keeping it going. He's, uh, yeah, I know it, it's a nice story actually. Yeah. Um, my bonfire burning point probably wasn't an actual burning point, but I want to highlight it. And I think it's in the, I think it's in the, um, it's in the the nature. It's in the uh, oh, what's the term? I I think it's in in the right vein for the bonfire burning point, and that is Drew Brown coming in with a minute left in the third quarter, orchestrating a six play, sixty four yard drive, seven play, sixty four yard drive. He goes five for five passing for fifty five yards. Uh, he he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, that, that's my bonfire burning point. Speaking of which. Um, it's technically not sponsored the bonfire burning point, but I am going to draw, uh, attention to my good friends at, uh, Scottswood links. I've got a free pass to, it's a foursome pass with a power cart. Now, tomorrow, Sunday, October 23rd is their final day of golf this season. But this pass will be good for next year as well. And the beautiful thing about Scottswood Links, weddings, events, all types of uh, uh, things that they can do there. Outstanding catering staff. They've got a great beverage room. Look at that room. Look at that room. That is just half of it. The big room. Uh, Beautiful upstairs, beautiful banquet hall. uh, And then look at that clubhouse. Absolutely gorgeous. They've got uh, outdoor seating, indoor seating, ample room, beautiful pro shop. uh, And it's not that far away. It is like 20 minutes west of Winnipeg on Highway 3, uh, about halfway between Winnipeg and Eli. Eli is halfway between Winnipeg and Portage La Prairie. So it is not far. Um, Just a quick rip uh, down the highway, a prairie meadow setting at Scottswood links. And, uh, I don't know if you can see the website. Maybe I can pull it down here. One sec. I don't know if you can see it at the top there. Scottswoodlinks.com. S C O T S Scottswoodlinks.com. Go check them out. Uh, great family running things there. And I've got 
two, uh, I've got a pass. I gave one away on the pregame show. I got a foursome pass uh, for next year. Good, really, anytime. Um, but uh, free round of golf. Who doesn't want that? You need to be subscribed. You need to uh, follow us on Instagram, bonfire.sports. So text the hotline, 204-816-TIPS, 816-8477 with your full name, your email address, and be sure you are subscribed on YouTube and following uh, on Instagram. It's bonfire.sports. You can find all this stuff. It's very easy. Bonfiresports.ca. You're going to find links to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Schnitzi's Twitter, and Walby's Twitter, and all of our podcast links like uh, Apple and Spotify and Google and uh, like you name it. Uh, it. It's all there. Bonfiresports.ca. But uh, text the hotline now if you want those. Uh, Do it. If you want that. Looks like a pass. beautiful course at Zach Schnitzer 48 folks mm. on Twitter and Instagram at Zach Schnitzer 48. Follow me. Yes, sir. Follow me. Follow me along. Maybe. Can Kevin Sproul get it? Can he win? Because he won the first ever uh, Scottswood links. I remember that uh, pass. Did he? Yeah, oh, yes. buddy. Yes. Yeah, so we've had We've handed out a, a handful. Uh so far well yeah previous congratulations uh kevin uh bonfire og firestarter for last sure. year yeah, uh, yeah comet scottswood links a fun track. uh played it several times this year nice comment love to hear that way to go uh, comet yeah i i love scottswood links it's such a fun course great people uh you, you won't be disappointed there and if you've been there a few years ago like they have done a ton of work it is almost a transformed course they're putting in the work it's uh it's pretty uh pretty great uh gerald uh, wilson asks so non-instagram folks like me are second class citizens if you can show me that you are subscribed on youtube and you are subscribed on your podcast app or you are following on twitter or those sorts of if you can show me that gerald and you text your full name well as you have you amongst a few um you can um yeah i'll put you in the running absolutely uh mitchell white mentions uh scottswood links is on highway two not highway three fair enough fair enough <laughs> mitchell mitchell would know he's from fanistel that's that's og right there uh ryan friesen says instagram is for teen girls that's interesting because uh i follow a ton of athletes on there and uh I mean, I'm sure oh, teen girls teen are athletes. Girl but, athletes? Yeah, but I'm talking like NFL, CFL, NHL players. They're they're all on there. Uh, I, I don't understand that. And here's for you, Zach Schnitzer. You win a prize. Sasha with the super chat. 20 bucks. And Sasha says, Ooh. good job, Blue, for not playing down to opponent's level. Sasha with the super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, that's going right to you, Schnitzy. Oh, how Is about it? this? You said that last time. I got none of the super chat money last Because I'm time. compiling it all for you. I'm compiling oh, it all okay. for you. Look at this Thank one. You, Ryan, Sasha. Ryan Friesen with a super chat a little bit earlier. I missed it. Uh, it was cool seeing Justin Medlock being honored in the third quarter and Sergio Castillo in the background looking on in the background. But TSN has to stop interrupting live play to honor these players, especially Dembski's play. I hear you, Ryan. You are, uh, you, you are sharing sentiments shared by many, but... Thank you, Ryan, for the $20 super chat. Uh, same with Sasha. Thank you. Schnitzi, you're, uh, you're, you're, are you, oh, you getting the camera straightened out? I thought there was like lightning, uh, coming through your window. Well, here's the thing. I had your brightness turned all the way down. There you go. You look good. You look good. 
course I look good. Uh, but thanks for the super chats, everybody. That's that's awesome. Yes, that's sweet. Yeah. No, I'm cutting you a big fat check at the end of the season, Schnitzi. That's what you're going to get. Okay. You're going to get a Christmas okay. bonus. All right. Hanukkah bonus. I'm a Hanukkah bonus. Christmas. Oh, Come on, well, Darren. Okay. I'll send you the Christmas bonus and you can take it as a Hanukkah bonus. Hanukkah's way better anyway, folks. We get eight nights. Wait a minute. Wait Christmas, a minute. You get wait one morning. Wait eight a minute. Nights. Wait a minute. Isn't eight Hanukkah nights. isn't Hanukkah like the third best Jewish holiday? And now you're saying Whoa. it's better than Christmas because you get eight crazy nights. Eight crazy nights, baby. Come yeah, on, and it's not even it's not even on the upper echelon. Come of on, man. Jewish holidays. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Passover, man. Like Passovers. That's Passover serious. Also oh. eight days. But it's my favorite Jewish holiday. Passover? Yep. Really? You like Yeah, the food? I just I like the I like the the like look, I, I didn't grow up Jewish. I've I've since learned um, you know, through people in my life. And uh, you know, the the readings, uh the the food, uh something yeah. about it. I love Passover. I think it's a great thing. Good for you. Passover serious. Passover is a very serious, you know, it's a serious holiday. It is. You I gotta, think maybe that's gotta, what it Maybe that's what attracted me to it. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's a serious story. Escaping yeah. slavery, wandering the desert for 40 years. It's a cool story. It's a great story. Yeah. But uh, Hanukkah, better than Christmas. Oof, that's a hot take. Eight days. That's hot a hot take. take. Hot take. Yeah. Uh, no, but you know what happens in Hanukkah? <laughs> you you don't get, you get eight gifts, right? You get a gift each night, but you get like one big gift. And then the rest of the nights you get like socks or underwear. Well, like doesn't every family kind of do it differently too? Yeah, that's how my family did Well, this is how the Bonfire family is going to celebrate it. I am going to give you a big fat check from all the super chats, Schnitzi. Nice. Probably a little extra too, because, you know, you're a good guy. I like you. I'm a good guy. I deserve a little extra. You're all right. Uh, So uh, it's time for my favorite part of the postgame. It's time for your Happy Honker Award. The moment that brought some joy to you, Zach Schnitzer, at the Madhouse on Matheson. Tonight, the Bombers win by 20. What'd you like? Well, honorable mention, I, I didn't do a Schnitzer stair climb, but I was running up to get a coffee, so I'd be nice and caffeinated for tonight. We had knee and surgery I ran up, a month ago. <laughs> I, I, ran up, I ran up the stairs, Darren, and I had no knee pain. I am rehabbed nice. my knee, had my knee surgery, ran up the stairs, good as gold, spry, spry, spry. It was good, but but my happy honker goes to the crowd. Late October game, mm. fairly meaningless game in the standings, right? Completely meaningless at this point. Sold out. Fourth straight. <laughs> Fourth straight. Fourth straight sellout, buddy. Yeah. On a late October night. Are you kidding me? And a beautiful night, like perfect fall weather for football. So my my happy honker goes to everybody who showed up. <laughs> David phrases happy honker. This comment is good. O'Shea still in his shorts. Good one, David. Go section 128, baby. Yeah. Andrea says, uh, happy honker for all the fans all season in the stadium. Uh, no doubt. Uh, Waka Waka says, Waka Waka, how you doing? Uh, Schnitzi on performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, like how do you have no knee pain 
after surgery you got modern medicine well i've been rehabbing the crap out of it i've been i've been doing my physio i've been going jogging i've been doing my stretches everything you know Let's see just... you're raised right you you do your homework I want to be able to do a Schnitzer stair climb in the West Final when once Janarian Grant takes one back on BC or something mm-hmm. and just blows the game wide open. I want to do a stair climb. I'm uh, I, I'm really resonating with this. Waiters uh, saying these crowds are reminding me of 2011. I I absolutely agree. Waiters, remember when the bombers uh, at the old Canadiens would um, they put up like the temporary seats. Right. Those little bleachers kind of like at the, at the, at each corner of the East side, I think they would do. And it was like, they boosted by 900 seats or something like that. Uh, <laughs> that, that was crazy. Um, it, it reminds me of that. Uh, yeah. It, the Swaggerville year. Yeah. Just think of it like four straight sellouts to end the year. And then they're going to sell out the West final. I have very yeah, little totally. doubt. And of course yeah. the jets do play earlier that day, but uh, I, don't, I don't think that'll matter. Um, <laughs> man you are such a cynic (laughs) holy cow i don't even have to look at you on the screen i can just hear it hey you you know you give me the jets and the bombers on the same day i'm taking bombers every single day so it's it's a it's a playoff game it's the third year in a row hosting the west final are you kidding me so i gotta i gotta call my boss and let him know in new york city that uh, I need someone to fill in for me on uh, NHL.com duties that day. Mm, who's it going to be? I don't know. I don't know. Probably the Dallas correspondent. Just my guess. Yeah. Uh, James in the peg says, Wade Miller has his shit together, me thinks. Yeah. Me thinks, me thinks that is an understatement. Uh, he has been, uh, he and the entire team, and by team I mean the Blue Bombers organization, the front yeah. office, the back office, everybody in between side office they're outstanding uh and and it's it's no support like of course winning fuels it all but the atmosphere at ig field oh, i didn't i didn't come up with a nickname for this place just because it is a madhouse like it, yeah there are 19 year olds and 89 year olds and truly everybody in between but like the 19 year olds are all chasing each other around at the rum hut and they're wearing, you know, you got guys and gals in Daisy Dukes in July. Right. And then you got the OG fans that are like, you know, Oh, it might be, you know, I've been 43 year season ticket holder and my grandfather started and then my, you know, like you got those. And then you got the people that have just kind of learned how amazing that atmosphere is. And they just love going to the games uh, and winning helps bombers finished eight and one at home this year. Uh, it, it's a pretty great thing. Um, so yeah, good, happy honker by you schnitzy. I'm yeah, going to give my, yours? my happy honker goes to, uh, the Oak park Raiders, Nick Dembski, Brady Oliveira hitting incredible milestone marks in their CFL careers. Dembski a thousand receiving, uh, Brady Oliveira over 1500, um, and, uh, passing uh john cornish's second best season uh, as a canadian uh tailback mm-hmm. um so he also brady Oliveira also moved ahead of willard reeves who had 1471 yards in 1987 for eighth all time amongst anybody rushing 
for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Only players to have better seasons are Robert Mims in 1991, Reeves in 1984, Charles Roberts four times, and Mac Heron in 1972. Uh, so... Mm. Big, big ups for that. I think it was Ted Wyman of the uh, Winnipeg Sun who uh, tweeted those out. Um, so th- that's my happy honker to Brady and Nick uh, Dembski and Oliveira, uh, the first Canadian duo on the same team to have thousand yard rushing and thousand yard receiving uh, seasons respectively. That's just outstanding. Congratulations. Yeah, it's crazy good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, that leaves us with the game balls. And I mean, you know, go a lot of different directions uh you get a couple tonight schnitzy I'm, I'm feeling generous thank you thank you well listen my honorable mention for game balls is is the, is our front seven on defense for keeping mm-hmm. a running quarterback like trey ford and we've been we've been stymied by running quarterbacks all year uh, uh there's a few games with dustin crumb uh, with Taylor Powell, right? Mm-hmm. There's been a there's been a few games where we've been stymied by running quarterbacks, and and the best running quarterback of them all, the fastest one, and Trey Ford, the front seven kept him to only seven or sorry fourteen yards. Fourteen yards. That's not that's nothing for Trey Ford. A few sacks in there, so I I do want to give some love to our to our front seven, the D line and the linebackers. Amazing stuff. They. They were disciplined in their rush lanes, right? They weren't overrunning him. They weren't just selling out to tackle him. Uh, they were disciplined, and and they had him dead to rights several times. But uh, I have to steal your um, happy honker, my friend, to the Winnipeg Warriors, setting a CFL record. Oliveira and Dembski, 1,000 yards each. Uh, rushing and receiving respectively. That is just awesome. Mm-hmm. They're from the same high school, for goodness sake. It's crazy. Winnipeg boys, same high school, set a CFL record at home on a beautiful fall night. I got to give my game balls to Brady Oliveira and Nick Dembski. All well done. the way, baby. Well done. I like that. All the way. I wonder if we could do this. You know, the Blue Bombers have some uh, some interview uh, content uh, on their Twitter page. Let's uh, why don't we why don't we take a listen to to Nick Dembski? What do you say? Let's do it. Let's give it a go. For them to have the trust in me and to be here uh, with this organization and for them to have the trust in me and, and, you know, be with a great offensive line, great other receivers and a great quarterback and running back. I'm thankful to be. Okay. Hang tight. I'm going to pull up the full thing. <laughs> that was only nine seconds on Twitter. You're just giving us a little taste. Yeah. Yeah. I got O'Shea. Here, let's listen to O'Shea after the game. It's from the, the Blue Bombers website. Uh, a few things, you know, penalties like that. We cleaned that up in the second half. Um, scored points, moved the ball, had some good stops on defense. You just like to be a little cleaner. You know, once again, penalties and uh, special teams, you know, all over. There's probably plays that we'd just like to be a little cleaner on. So Shea's being asked about Dembski leaving the game with 999. Yeah, yeah. Receiving yards on the season and then yeah, coming he's, back. He's he's been available the whole season, right? So I, I firmly believe that Nick's a thousand yard receiver. Whatever the numbers added up to in previous years, to me he's that thousand yard receiver all the time. He just, you know, 
it was always missing a couple games that would have got him over the hump, right? So this is uh, a good year for him. He's you know played in damn near every game, right, except one, I think. So um, yeah, it's good. I'm sure he's excited. Yeah. That's Jeff Hamilton asking about uh, Dembski and Oliveira. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really pay attention to the first-time stuff. I think we've got great players across the board. And, um, you know, Brady and Nick happen to be two of the best in the league, regardless of nationality, right? Like, they are super productive, top-quality athletes, hard-nosed players. They just happen to be both from Winnipeg, so um, which is terrific for us. Another question about Brady Oliveira. Yeah, he's been a big part of our team for a number of years now. So um, he does play football the right way, and everybody on the team really appreciates that style. Now a question about the crowd at IG Field. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure they'll have fun. <laughs> they seem to enjoy themselves up there, and they're a great crowd. They, you know, once again, they're loud tonight, and um, I, the players respect that for sure. It's John Hodge from Three Down Nation asking about Trey Ford's. Yeah, I think our our staff did a great job of getting the guys prepared, and um, obviously the players know exactly who who. Trey Ford is, right? He's one of the best athletes in the entire league. He'd be the best athlete on any football field, really. You know, um, he's that good, shifty. Uh, so they, they they did a nice job on him. It's Jeff Hamilton asking about Drew Brown coming yeah. in and playing well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they've all done it before. They've all done it before. I mean, it's it's not a surprise. I don't think I think guys are pleased on the sidelines, but you don't see them over the top because they they just know that this is what's going to happen when they go in, right? I know there's limited reps for for Drew and Johnny, but Drew's gone in before and driven the ball and in tough situations and scored points and piled them up too. And and Johnny can run the ball. He's a positive yard rusher too. No, not yet. Sorry. Shay asked about his lineup next week. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know that I was concerned. I think you're aware of the fact that there's, you know, everybody's going to react in their own personal way to that sort of news. And you just, you hope that we've built enough um, of these types of experiences throughout a few years to say that they'll they'll get it figured out. Like I said, I'm not sure that we're as clean as we needed to be execution-wise or um, penalty-wise in the first little bit, you know. Um, but they, they figured it out pretty quickly. Yeah. There's the head coach, Mike O'Shea, uh, talking to reporters uh, at IG Field. And uh, that video, courtesy bluebombers.com uh big thanks to them for that um yeah i mean uh you know 
the the lineup next week will be interesting. I think Kolaris dresses. I think he gets the start. And I think we see a lot of Drew Brown, like three quarters. Yeah. Let's say you. Oh, I think they want to keep Zach sharp and maybe they give him a quarter or a few series and that's it. They'll pull him. They'll put in Drew Brown, maybe even give Prukop some uh, some reps, not just short yardage reps or wedge package reps. They'll give him a little bit, a uh, little bit extra. I would expect. Yep. Well, what about the other guys like like Brandon Alexander if he's banged up, or you know Dalton Schoen? Do, do they they try to get him in the lineup, or do you continue to rest him? He was spotted in a walking boot earlier this week. Yeah. And look, good. walking boot is not like, oh, he's hurt. He's it's ter-. It can often be a preventative measure. Do you remember when Winston Rose was in a walking boot and then he played like five days later? Yeah. So I just, I've just heard rumors that shown us out for the rest of the season, but I hope rumors I hope are rumors, man. Rumors are rumors. And I hope they're just rumors. I hope they're just rumors. Yeah. I think the bombers, any, anybody who even has a hint of a nagging injury, will probably rest although you can't rest everybody in a cfl roster there's only 42 guys right so there's going to be some starters at play but um you know maybe you'll see brandon o'leary orange uh got more mccray in the in the receiving core maybe you'll see augustine instead of Oliveira. yeah so i i think you'll see some guys sit down i'm just uh yeah okay Here's Nick Dembski after the game. It looks like he's, uh, it looks like he's in a nightclub, but he's not. A thousand mark finally. Yeah, it feels good. I mean, you know, it really does feel like a monkey off my back. I mean, uh, you know, I really thought I was going to get it last week, but you know what? Some stuff doesn't work out that way. It was a grind to get it, but you know, I got it done and uh, now I could just focus on playoffs. On that grind, you were at 999. When you're when you when you when you left, so how, how much of that played a role in coming back? And, uh, yeah, for sure did. I mean, you know what? I, I just wanted to feel confident as well. Um, but yeah, you know what? I, I wanted to get it done, and uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens next week. But you know, uh, either way, we're gonna have some time to rest. So I'm just uh, I'm just thankful for this opportunity. Lingering around that first ever team to have a, have a Canadian you know thousand yard receiver and thousand yard rusher. I mean, to have that share that with. Brady, another Winnipeg native, another guy who went to Oak Park. I mean, just how special can you? Oh, it's special. I mean, you know what? It's funny because, you know, we knew about it, but, you know, when it happened, we're talking on the sidelines. I mean, it still doesn't really, like, settle in. But, you know, just, like, the crowd applause and just, you know, knowing how much it means to this city as well, you know, especially two Winnipeg guys to, to do it together. I mean, uh, it, it did kind of go over my head. But, you know, I'm definitely taking it in now, and it, it definitely is, you know, it's a – it's a crazy, uh, it's a crazy thing that just happened. So uh, yeah, I'm thankful for the opportunities. Well, you guys knew going into this game that you had clinched first place already, but what did it mean to you to put on a show for these fans because they turned out with another sellout? Sure. I mean, you know what? Anytime you get you get sellouts and, and especially four in a row, I think it is. Um, you know, you got to come out here and play good football, and that's what we wanted to do. You know, we, we still want to. You know, even though we knew we had first clinched, uh, we still wanted to come out here, play good football, get them in a rhythm uh, during playoffs. I mean. Right now, it is really the most important time of the season. So for us to, to come out here and play lackadaisical, I mean, that's that's not what we wanted to do. We wanted to come out here and make a statement, and uh, and I think we did a good job of that. Nick, I think it's pretty common across a lot of pro sports that when There's guys sign big contracts, they take the foot off mm-hmm. the gas a little bit. You signed a big three-year contract last year. You're playing the best ball of your career. How do you, how do you manage that? 
not taking the foot off the gas. I like that yeah, question. I mean, you know what? I, that's just a competitor in me. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to just play football. You know, just to, you know, sign a contract and be happy with it. You know, I want to come out here and, and uh, help my team win. And you know, within doing that, you know, is kind of creating a, a legacy as well. I mean, I'm, I've been, you know, thankful for the opportunity, of getting the ball in my hands and, and making plays. So I just don't want that. You know, I, I never want to lose that. You know, so. Uh, I'm thankful to be here uh, with this organization and for them to have their trust in me and, and you know be with a great offensive line, great other receivers, and a great quarterback and running back. I really like that question uh, from from John Hodge of uh, Three Down Nation at the end there. Uh, as he cut that one early, Nick Dembski talking after the game tonight at IG Field, uh, saying that, you know, sometimes you see guys in the later parts of their career who sign big three-year contracts and they just kind of cruise and Nick Dembski signs that big three-year contract extension coming into this season. And he plays the best football of his life at 29, mm. like mm. 29 and three quarters. <laughs> you know, he's going to be 30 in December. Uh, outstanding. Like, mm -hmm. man, it's great. It's great to see. I and, love it. and big ups to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, bluebombers.com. Uh, lots of good stuff on that website. But uh, thanks to them for uh, the, the uh, post-game audio. There you go. Yeah, Jets tied it up. Uh, second period is in the books, 2-2 uh, in Edmonton, uh, but it's intermission, so stick with us here. Uh, hit the comments and give us a thumbs up if you haven't yet. You've got one thumbs down today, Schnitzi. Did we? I think that's, the, that's the first thumbs down of 2023. Ouch. Oh. So there's always one. Have we done all our awards already? No, no, we haven't. Uh, I haven't given out any game balls. Uh, okay, I'll give one. Give game balls. Yeah, I'll give one to. Uh, oh, you know what? Oh, here it is. I wanted to show the highlight. Do you remember this one? Drew Brown dropping back, dropping one in. That was Kenny Lawler with a, yeah, a nice ridiculous catch. catch. He had a couple nice ones. Uh, in addition to, let me pull up the stats here six of seven receiving, 98 yards, and he drew a couple PIs as well. So I'm giving a game yeah. ball to uh, Kenny Lawler, who really stepped up despite the increased attention he was getting with no Dalton shown um, in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, Very waiters. nice, buddy. Bombers stamps on November 11th will be exciting. <laughs> Ooh, hot take. I love it. Well, look, the stamps Stoke. laid the boots to BC in BC last night. So, yeah. Hey, maybe they can do it again. Yeah. Freezing saying it must be T Kona thumbs down. I, I, I don't think so. I don't know if the Pyros uh, would be doing that. No, he wouldn't do that to us. <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, hey, if there's a thumbs down and you don't like that, it just means you got to give a thumbs up. I uh, appreciate that. Sorry, uh, give us a, a bunch of thumbs up. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Drew Brown. Okay. You know I've been on the train for a long time. It's Drew Brown's town, man. He, as I said, what was it? 15, 16, 17 months ago? He will be a starter in the Canadian Football League one day. He will be the guy in the CFL, like on a CFL team. And it wasn't this year. Could be next year. He's in the final year of his contract, and uh, I think somebody is going to throw, you know, 350, 400 at him. Well, heck, they that's what they threw at Cornelius this year. So <laughs> by that logic, Drew Brown should be getting a million. 
What what if him and Walters just waltz over to Saskatchewan next year? Just gonna say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Montreal is more desperate for a quarterback. I think Ottawa needs a quarterback. I mean, they might roll with Crum. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Uh I don't think Edmonton's gonna do anything or BC. Um obviously. I think it's Montreal. I think it's like even Hamilton. Like uh, I, I think Taylor Powell's their best quarterback. <laughs> I do. Yeah, no. I think Taylor Powell's their best quarterback. Three. They've yeah. got Bo Levi Mitchell. They've got Matt Schiltz. Yeah. I, I, like if there's a, if there's a serious house cleaning in Regina, which there probably will be. I mean, how many years do they have Trevor Harris locked down? Doesn't matter. They can just cut him. They can just release him. I mean, they would pay, you know, potentially some bonus money, that sort of thing. But um, if you want to make a change, you make a change. And the best time to make a change is when there's a new GM and a new head coach. Um, you know, we don't know that for sure, but uh, there's going to be some changes. Um, so people mentioning that Drew Brown isn't worth 350 Winnipeg Gordo, who knows his football? Always love talking ball with with Gordo. How you doing, buddy? Uh, Brown is worth two hundred thousand and incentives. Um, if you want him, you got to pay him. I I don't think if it's two hundred and incentives, Winnipeg could probably pay that. I think they could find find a way to to make that work. Uh, I don't know if they'd be able to make that work with Stanley Bryant and Jamarcus Hardrick and Adam Big Hill and Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat and Brandon Alexander's making some money and Kenny Lawler's making some money and Dalton Schoen's making some money and Dembski and Oliveira. And I don't know if it works in all of that. But things change every year, you know, no news breaking here. I, I don't know if... Uh, you know who who's coming back next year, but but there's some uh, elder statesmen on the Blue Bombers, so you never know. But uh, Drew Brown's gonna get paid. I think he's gonna get three fifty four hundred. It's the CFL. If if you need a quarterback, you will throw that money at them. Uh, Winnipeg did it. They couldn't get. Do you remember? Do you remember? They could not get Henry Burris. They could not get Zach Kolaris. And that's when he was Zach Caleros coming from the Toronto Argonauts. He signed with Hamilton, Burris with the Red Blacks. Um, and they got Drew Willie. It was third choice. And that's what they yeah. got. I remember um, that well. I, I remember being really excited that they could get Kolaris, but uh, oh, it wasn't been. to be. No, because he was all world that next year, 2014, right? Yeah. Like he was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, 2015 as well till he got injured. Yeah, Charlie Dufo agrees with me. Brown is worth 300 plus. Uh, sure I, he is. I, if he's a starting quarterback in this league, he's worth 300. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Kevin it's not Sproul a big saying, stretch, folks. Nick Arbuckle got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Comet asked, does Streveler reappear in the CFL? Mm. I'm going to say no. I'm going to no, say no. You don't think so? I think it's possible. I think the likelihood is that he will not play in the CFL. I'm not ruling it out. I I would not be shocked if he played in the CFL. It won't be this year. Well, obviously this year's pretty much over. I don't even yeah. think it, it just, 
Maybe. He's still in the running to get a backup spot or a practice roster spot in the NFL. But do you want, like, you know, he, he's, he's got the pension. He's got some paychecks under his belt. Um, and look, the, everyone talks about the pension. The minimum pension in, in the NFL is like $20,000 a year. Yeah. Okay. It, no, nobody's living off that. No. Um, it's a nice supplement. <laughs> it's a very nice supplemental piece of income. And he will get that every year for the remaining, you know, years of his life, which is incredible. Um, but it's, it's 20 grand. Uh, who knows, you know, maybe he plays a few more games and it goes up to 30 or 50. Like, Hey, that's awesome. 80 grand. You know, uh, if you're a 20 plus year tenured coach in the NFL, last I read, uh, this was a few years ago, but like if you've coached in the NFL for 20 years, you get $900,000 pension. Wow. 900 us per year. Wow. So you can understand why when you hit that pension mark, you kind of hang around. Cause I imagine it's an escalator. Like it, it just keeps getting yeah. bigger. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, of course the players association, the coaches, uh, it's all, it's all different, uh, pension plans and that sort of thing. I might have to look, uh, I might have to look into those pension plans and, and where they kind of go from, from 20 grand. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, but, uh, no, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think he comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, I had fun watching Janarian Grant tonight, man. Oh, was he? Yeah. He was spectacular. Yep. Yeah. He really was. Uh, the blue bombers averaged 30,449 in attendance this year. Average. Yeah. The sellout is 32,343 in which they had, as we mentioned a couple of times, uh, four straight to finish the season and expecting that number to, uh, be met in the West final on November 11th. But they averaged 30,449 fans, uh, according to John Hodge's math. And uh, hat tip to John uh, and the work that he does, um, the great work that he does. Uh, Hodge says this is the second highest number in club history. The record remains 30,637 from when IG Field first opened in 2013. They did get a lot of big crowds uh, that year, but I was surprised to, to read that. Um, yeah. No, that's crazy. The Jets are struggling. And look, look, you cannot draw direct lines of comparison between hockey and football for myriad reasons. Okay. But Winnipeg plays nine regular season home games. The Jets play nine regular season home games in a calendar month. Right. You know, if they got a, a long homestand or two in there, you, you can't compare. The, the Bombers' capacity is double what the jets is for attendance. Uh, the ticket pricing is very different. There are very expensive football tickets, but there are also much cheaper ones compared to, uh, you know, kind of entry level for the jets, which I think is like 85 bucks now. Um, uh, oh. I think it started around 60, uh, back in 20, 2011. Um, but that's when you couldn't get a single ticket, you know, um, you, you can't draw those comparisons. But winning solves everything, as they say. And I think winning's the difference right now between uh, where, where people are spending their ever so dwindling um, uh, disposable dollars right now. Disposable yeah, income. and people don't people don't have as much disposable income. That's what I mean, Groceries yeah. and gas being much more expensive. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's too bad with the Jets, but hopefully, um, it's not good across the league. It's not good across the league. The Buffalo Sabres have a good young hockey team. They got one of the best goal scorers in the league in Tage Thompson. You know, they've got uh, uh, Rasmus Dalin, uh, their defenseman. Like the the guy just got freaking paid, man. Uh, he was in the Norris running last year. Like they got a good team, and they're getting uh what was it 11,000 no 9,000 or 13,000 their their rink holds nearly 20,000 people and they're just over half full yeah and this is new york state right <clears throat> like yeah. you can't get tickets yeah. to the leafs you go watch the buffalo sabers because they're about 2 hours down the road if you live in hamilton or welland ontario or the niagara region you know it's uh there's a ton of population in the greater area of Buffalo and, and uh, Northern New York, Northwest New York. So um, yeah. And waiters mentions uh, Buffalo is one of the lowest ticket prices too. So th- there's a bunch of teams struggling, let alone, you know, Arizona and, and, and some of those markets. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Arizona is, is yeah. crazy. Yeah. They're situated. Yeah. I can't believe they still have a team, but how much is a beer at uh, the bomber game? Oh, like at least, at least 10 bucks. Okay. So maybe a buck or two cheaper than the Jets? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's not the the, food, the you can get cheaper food at the Bomber game, I think. Yeah. Like, like I paid 7 and... bucks for a cheeseburger. Now the cheeseburger wasn't anything to write home about, but Sure. Whatever. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Uh Dene Football says uh, bought two hamburgers for $6. Yeah, but that that might have been like the pregame deal, like a Friday right. thirty when it opens right. up. Yeah, they have those five dollar beers. Beer and, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. James and the Peg says pregame at IG Field is awesome. Uh, I think yeah, it is. Football is also more of an event, right? You've yeah. got uh, Jets games. It's like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. You know, football games. Like, what are you doing Thursday night? We're going to the bomber game. Okay, well, let's go for dinner first. And then we, it's it's an event, you know, Saturday. Well, yeah, like Friday. you said, there's only nine, ten home games a year, right? Mm-hmm. So it is. It's a huge yep. event. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, you want thirteen bucks for for a Heineken or a, a local brew. You know, one of those those great local breweries. Um. Yeah, it's it's thirteen bucks. Yeah. Yeah. My son's going to wake up soon, Darren. I got oh, to get to bed. Yeah, well, hey, there's just so much to talk about. Painting the playoff picture and, and uh, you know, all, all the great things that, that happened today. But uh, awesome show, Schnitzi. Uh, you Love will it. join me next week. Uh, and then, of course, for the West Final on November 11th as well. But pregame with Walby oh, the day baby. before the game. We always do that. No bonfire midweek right now. Uh, trying to uh, keep our, uh, our, our necks above water. Uh, with hockey season going on, but lots of uh, Jets hockey coverage coming here to, to Bonfire Sports as well. I think I'm going to start doing like some YouTube shorts uh, and putting those on the podcast app as well. But uh, you're going to be wearing shorts on YouTube. What? Yes. Yes. Short shorts. We're talking short. John, I love it. Short tighties. Yeah, tight shorts. We're talking John Stockton shorts. <laughs> John Stockton shorts. Yeah. Yeah. That guy was way better than people give him credit for. He was way better than people Outstanding give him credit player. for. I still yeah. remember play, having him on NBA Jam. Oh, him yeah. Carl with, Malone. Yeah, the mailman. Yeah, the mailman. Yeah. Yeah, well, love it. You know the debate. Jordan, LeBron, Stockton, right? 
He stalked him up. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he stalked him up. He's stalking oh. you up. Yeah. Let's get stalked. Let's hey. get stalked with Stockton. Appreciate everybody. Heavy Metal Thunder, James and the Peg, Andrea, John, uh, Ryan, everybody. Big thanks to uh, the Super Chats, uh, Friesen and Sasha. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you next time here on Game Day After Dark. Schnitzy, you know what to do. Sayonara, everybody. Sayonara.